Hi there, and welcome to Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a master mindset and life coach on a mission to help you go from burnout to all out. In this podcast, I talk about how you can use your mind to create the success your heart desires without burning out along the way. Listen on to find out how. Oh, hello, friends. I love that you tune in. I love that you take time to listen to me. I absolutely adore you. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor and popping on over to iTunes, leave a little review, pop a little five-star action, whatever feels like it is honest for you to share. That stuff matters. Apparently, it matters a lot to Apple. And the iTunes algorithm, something or other. But I'm so excited. This week, we hit 1,500 downloads of the podcast. And that's a huge milestone. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm big on celebrations. And so because I am always celebrating my clients, I am also always celebrating me and my own mini accomplishments and my own mini breakthroughs. And this is actually so important. So there's so much interesting science behind that. But what it does is it neurologically normalizes change and progress. And because our brains are just naturally wired, particularly if you have a brain like mine, that has a propensity for anxiety and stress and overwhelm, it can become really easy to get caught in these primitive regions of the brain that are really only searching for negative, stressful, catastrophic data around us. And so when we force the brain to look at what's good, what's going right, the progress we're making, we're really rewiring the default system of the brain. And over time, makes a huge difference in our lives. And celebration also does another thing. It expands our capacity to receive because as we celebrate, we're receiving recognition, we're receiving accolades, we're receiving the fruit of our work. And for so many of us that are givers and doers, we actually do need to do a significant amount of work on expanding our capacity to receive. So I just absolutely love that celebrating gives us access to all kinds of awesome neurologic stretching and rewiring and repatterning that does so many good things for us. So maybe you need to celebrate you today. What are you going to celebrate? I'm celebrating 1500 downloads. I'm celebrating so many things right now. 16 weeks pregnant. Hey, yeah. Going to be 44 and deliver a baby. Hey, yeah. What's going on here? It's the power of the mind is what that is. (laughs) There's some magical mindset manifesting going on over here. And to think that it all started with burnout and being dedicated to recovering from burnout and drug addiction and alcoholism and the whole decimation of my life. My former life was like totally decimated 
from burnout. And it got me so curious. Like I was so, sort of doing like an autopsy, right? Like a postmortem, like what really happened here and evaluating and understanding, oh my gosh, what happens to a stressed brain? Understanding that burnout is akin to brain damage. And then when I learned that it's actually fueled by belief systems, which I like to call BS, that they're fueled by BS belief systems that we've been programmed with from the society, the culture, the family, the institutions, the education, the religions, the the what have you. Um, And then we can even get more granular on that. Like the root of so much of that has always been about suppression and repression has been about the accumulation of power and the allocation of power to fewer and fewer people. And we look at systems of patriarchy and colonization and corporatization and what these things really mean for the average person. It is astounding. And so today I wanted to talk about courage because it takes so much courage to actually look at this stuff. And I don't mention all of this systemic and systematic oppression, suppression, repression that has been going on in the population at large and how we've just sort of bought into it as this solemn, somber, we're fucked kind of dialogue because we are not. But if we're not willing to look at it and we're not willing to call it what it is, we can never be liberated. And I'm on the journey of liberation. And this is how we end up being creators and manifestors in our lives is we're willing to liberate all of the BS that leads to burnout, that leads to our own self-destruction, our own self-sacrifice in a way that's truly what it is. I think burnout is self-sacrifice run riot. And the body is finally saying no more. And this is a beautiful thing. There is such divine intelligence in the body shutting down, in the body saying no more. We are forced to examine the BS. And I love that when we do this work, when we truly commit to this process, we are on a lifelong journey of liberation that allows us to create lives we truly love. And to do that, we need courage. That is the topic of today's podcast, despite the rant for the last however many minutes. (laughs) that would indicate otherwise. We're talking about courage because it takes boatloads of courage for us to do this work, to do the work that's required of us to heal and transform because we get to do both and we get to do both in this lifetime, right? So let's talk about courage, why we need it, courage, how to build it and courage, why we lose it. Okay, some big stuff today. So why we need it? It takes a lot of courage to do several things. One thing at a time here. One thing that absolutely requires courage is the ability to be with stressful emotions because we are terrified of them. We are terrified of our own anxiety. We are terrified of our own overwhelm. 
we're terrified. Some of us are terrified of anger. We've been taught that we shouldn't be angry. Some of us, particularly if you've been raised as a cis hetero male, you might have grown up in a home where anger was the appropriate reaction. And so you're actually, you need courage to entertain sadness or vulnerability, right? So we need courage to be with whatever emotions elicit a stress response from us and understanding that that stress response was conditioned into us, that somewhere along the line, we learned not to trust our emotions or somewhere along the line, we learn not to trust ourselves, which really they're synonymous. If you do not have the ability to be with your own emotions, however they appear, which will take courage, then you lose the ability to be with yourself and you always feel disconnected. You will always feel like you are out of control because you don't know how to be with yourself. So we need courage and we can build it which we'll get into. So we need courage to be with our stressful emotions and with the stressful thoughts that create them. And then to examine those thoughts, which we can do with the mindset model, right? We're examining stressful thoughts and we're going, wow, where did this come from? And so it takes courage to be willing to be wrong. So many of the belief systems that we carry, so much of the BS that we carry we think it's truth. We think that these belief systems and identities that we have for ourselves is truly who we are, even when the world is showing us otherwise. These belief systems, these identities of ourselves that we've been exposed to in childhood shape us far into adulthood, even when they don't hold up to analytical logical reasoning, right? And so we can't actually change those identities. We don't actually gain access to the ability to shift those belief systems until we're conscious of them. And this is the power of the mindset model. We gain the capacity to examine these unconscious belief systems and the energies beneath them, meaning the emotions that are driving the results of our lives. And when we make what's unconscious conscious, we're moving from a human condition, I believe, to this sort of metahuman or superhuman condition where we're actually able to be agents of change, of personal transformation. It can't happen without this awareness and it takes courage. And I think it takes so much courage to examine the limitations that we've been living with and the courage to see it and the courage to meet it with compassion. Because when we recognize that we've been living by belief systems and thought structures that have limited our ability to be truly happy and and truly thrive, there is a grieving period. And in my experience, there is no bypassing it. There is no bypassing the grieving period where you realize that you, you thought you were living your life intentionally, consciously. You made conscious choices. You did the best you could with what you had available. And when you look back on that and you see that those choices were actually made within a belief system and a thought structure that was riddled 
in supremacy, patriarchy, colonial corporatization, right? That, that there was a fundamental insecurity, insufficiency, self-worthiness issue that had been embedded there. And that that was actually driving the choices that you thought you had available to you. And you see the trajectory of your life and you go, oh my gosh, it could have been so different. And I don't want to minimize the grief that comes along with that. And we want to grieve that. We want to say, wow, I thought I was a sovereign being. And now I'm actually claiming my sovereignty. I wish I had done this earlier. I don't know any person that doesn't have a smattering of, I wish I had done this work earlier. So if you're listening to this and you have the opportunity to do this work, do it. Because not doing it just makes it more painful in the end. There will be more regret. There will be more grieving that has to take place. And so if you're hearing this, you are resourced. I know you are. You are resourced to do this work. And I encourage you to do so. And it takes courage to be willing to change, right? So we talked about the courage to be with stressful emotions, the courage to be wrong, the courage to examine belief systems, and the courage to feel the grief that comes along with that examination. And I also want to talk about the courage to change. And this is, I think, what a lot of people don't realize that, that, that this is actually what they need. They need courage. And that's what's separating them from their ability to change. That the brain is designed to keep us safe. And that whenever we entertain change, even when not changing hurts us, even when we're totally burning out, even when the anxiety is like so epic and out of control, we will not change until we have the courage to do so. And it takes courage to be with the regions of the brain, to be with the thought and the emotion patterns that are embedded in the mind and the body and the nervous system, which obviously mediates the two. In order to change that, it requires courage, the courage to be willing to change the courage to be teachable and coachable. So we've talked about why we need courage and why we want it. There is no liberation without it. We don't get to be the creators of our life without courage. There's just no way around it. And we want courage. Every fight that's been worth fighting, every pursuit of freedom has required courage, right? We can look at Abraham Lincoln. We can look at Martin Luther King Jr. We can look at Gandhi, Winston Churchill, right? There are so many figures in history that lived with such courage. And because of their courage and their leadership in courage, they liberated not just themselves, but entire populations of people. And our courage is no different. We live in a different time now where we're understanding so much about our personal liberation leads to the liberation of this mass consciousness, that we are all interconnected, that the work that you do isn't just about you. It's about all of us. And it's about the generations that are coming after us. And it's about the lineage that came before us. Nothing is done in isolation. 
so now we know we need courage and we're like sold, like, okay, give me the courage. How do I get my hands on this thing? Let's talk about how to build it. I want to talk about a few things that are required for courage and they're not often spoken about self-compassion. We often think self-compassion is this sort of fluffy skill where we're just being kind to ourselves. And I think we think that that is somehow some sort of a luxury or some sort of pampering. And I want to reorient the conversation so that we understand particularly the work of, of Kristen Neff, her, her recent book, Fierce Compassion, I think highlights this even better than her original book, which is just titled Self-Compassion, where she discusses that our ability to lead, our ability to change, our ability to liberate is entirely predicated on the courage that comes from compassion. That, that we won't use our voice until we are willing to falter. That when we have self-compassion, we're willing to actually go into challenging conversations and conflict and speak our truth and know that even if it comes out wrong, or even if we don't get the outcome that we're looking for, that we have our own back, that we will follow up with self-friendship. And this is fundamental. We need self-compassion. We need self-friendship. We need self-respect and we need Mm self-love. This is where we build courage. We get courage when we know that no matter what you do, no matter what mistake you make, no matter how painful this gets, I will not abandon you. I will not leave you and I will not abuse you. I will not kick you when you're down. In fact, I will come in and rally around you and I will hold you until you're ready to be lifted back up again. This is what we want to cultivate. And there is so much courage that comes from this interpersonal dynamic that when you have this relationship with yourself, you get to show up with so much more courage in your life and and in the work that matters to you, whether that's in your home, whether that's showing up in a larger capacity in your organization or starting your own, you are meant to lead and you already are. And the question is, do you want to be leading in the way that you are? Do you want to be leading your life? in the way that you are. And chances are with more courage, you're going to love the way that you lead because leadership requires courage. Whether you're leading your children, you're leading your spouse, you're leading your friends, you're leading in your community, you are leading those around you. That's how this works. And the more we all recognize that we're leaders, the more we're all going to be headed in a direction that we want to be headed rather than living sort of consumed in this reactionary state where it's just belief systems that have been indoctrinated generation and generation before, limitations that just get inherited and relived over and over and over again. Your burnout is saying you're the leader of this next evolution of consciousness, and this is why you need the courage to change, and this is how you build it. I hope I've made that very clear, why you need it, how to build it, right? This is all coming down to the relationship you have with yourself. Make it strong, make it beautiful, be committed to working on it. This isn't one and done, right? I am continually strengthening this relationship that I have with myself. And as I continue to show more courage, I build more courage. As I continue to demonstrate more courage, even when I'm scared, even when I'm anxious, even when I'm terrified, which still happens. 
I have a very difficult time having challenging conversations. I have had a very difficult time being able to talk about the history that has shamed me, my personal history that used to create so much shame for me. I have had to demonstrate again and again, courage, courage to lead, courage to share, courage to accept all of me. Because until I was able to do that, I can't stand here and tell you to have courage in your life. I can't sit here and tell you to have the courage to accept all of you if I wasn't able to do that work myself. And I know we, this is the work we want to do for our kids. We want to have the courage to be entirely accepting of ourselves and respectful of ourselves in this life. And there's no self-advocacy without it. Self-advocacy is a byproduct of courage. Being able to use your voice is a byproduct of courage. Standing up to systems of oppression and repression takes courage. Being an agent of change in this world takes courage. Sharing your message, your voice, your story takes courage. We know how to build it. And then why we lose it. This is important because I don't think we talk about this really very much. Like, you know, hey, if we know we need it and we know how to build it, why don't we all have it? Because we're still living surrounded by a larger consciousness that is terrified. And we are overcoming a history of belief systems where courage wasn't practiced or advocated. And so as we're doing this work, it's going to be so natural for us to go to, to just one day lose it, to be like, what happened to my courage? <laughs> like, where did it go? I had that thing yesterday. I know I had that thing last week. And so it's a muscle and we practice it and we practice it and we practice it. And sometimes we forget to practice it and then it gets a little weak. And just like we go to the gym to strengthen our muscles, we go back to the mental gym. We go back to this inner gym, this mindset gym, and we strengthen our courage. We strengthen our friendship with ourselves. We strengthen compassion with ourselves. We double down on respect. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we say, no matter what, I've got you. I'm on your side. I've got your back. I am never turning my back on you. I am here with you for the long haul, for the rest of this life. I am with you. I will not leave you. When you can trust that you have your own back, you get to have so much courage. We don't live in a culture that's necessarily supporting this. So we need to be around people that build this in us, that build this inner relationship. Because it's not being modeled elsewhere, unless you are a very lucky person, what we're working against, because we are leaders of an evolution of consciousness, it takes so much work to not fall back into the patterns of the mass consciousness and not fall back into the patterns of what is familiar to our brains, right? Your brain has a certain set of ideas that that it's been living with. And courage wasn't one of them, right? Being scared, feeling small, feeling limited, not knowing your power. Those are all what we're being taught. Because as long as that's how we feel, the, the political and the power structures that currently exist get to stay the way that they are. And what we know is they're not going to be able to stay the way that they are. Our consciousness is evolving. I want you at the leading edge of that evolution. And it's going to take a hell of a lot of courage.
But what's our alternative? I ask you, what's the alternative of not choosing courage and not building it and not being willing to lose it and pick it back up again? Right? The alternative is devastatingly sad. The alternative is hopelessness and giving up, which is, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, I've tried giving up a hundred times. I failed at that. I couldn't give, (laughs) I couldn't even give up, you know, because there's something within, there's like a life force. There is some deeper intelligence that keeps asking us to rise every time we want to give up, every time we want to give in. And so it's okay that it's hard sometimes. We just don't give up. Or maybe we do. And then we, that little voice gets louder. It's like, you're not giving up. I know you're frustrated. Take a rest. Double down on self-friendship. Double down on self-care. Double down on self-respect. Double down on self-love. I know this is hard. You can do this. I want to say that to you. Again, I say that to myself sometimes. I know this is hard. And I know you can do this. So with a little courage, we build courage. And as we build courage, it builds on itself. And it is what we need to liberate ourselves from the limitations that keep us stuck, stuck in the burnout, stuck in the overwhelm, stuck in cycles of self-sacrifice and self-sabotage. We're done with that. I'm done with that. So let's go create some courage, my friends. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you loved this episode, if you loved what you heard here, If you love what you hear when you keep coming back, will you please leave a review on iTunes? And I absolutely love hearing from you. So message me, LinkedIn, Instagram. That's where I'm playing these days. Come join me there. All right, my friends. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. If you're ready to go from burnout to all out, then you're invited to join the SMART program. It's the place to be if you want to create massive success without sacrificing your health or sabotaging your happiness along the way. I can't wait to see you there.